Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Grande Gang TV, where it is our mission to inspire you to live life grande. Today we have a very special guest. Um, this is our third episode in our crypto mini-series, and here today we have a good friend of mine, Bert. Um, I'm going to allow Bert to do the majority of his introduction, because I honestly don't know how to classify him. <laughs> Would you go ahead and introduce yourself, Bert? Happy to have you today. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, yeah, I go by Bert online. Uh, just 26 years old. I've been investing in crypto since about 2016. Um, heavy on decentralization. I think that's always going to be what's most important about it. It's kind of that uh, that key to unlock being sovereign and having full control of you and your financial life. And that's kind of where I've always based all of my investing and all of that off of. So I'm happy to be here and talk about it. Hey man, happy to have you because uh, I agree with you. I feel like the only way for you to really be free is to buy your freedom. And I don't think a lot of people realize that slavery just kind of got redressed like societally. Uh, in the form of like fiat currency? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 People don't even like see that, like how it just got redressed. And well, we'll we're definitely, I know we're going to get into that way because I know us. <laughs> we're going to get into that way. But. Could you so where did that all start from? Where where did all this start for you, bro? So where you you know where you're from, and like what were some things that interested you while you were younger? It's evident that freedom is a, and being sovereign is a big part of your of your personality and a big part of your goals. But do you know where there where those roots come from? Well, I'm from a uh, I'm from like a, I told you before we started. I'm from a mm -hmm. pretty pretty small town in Oklahoma, but I never really had that personality as like a lot of people there kind of do. Um, I was always a nerd. So I was, <laughs> I was always sort of on like the subreddits and stuff like that. And that's where I first came across crypto was actually just on Reddit one day. And, uh, but as far as the freedom thing, I don't know. I just feel like that's just been naturally instilled in me. I don't like that feeling of I'm not in control. Maybe mm -hmm. it's an, maybe it's like a really obsessive OCD kind of thing. I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest, but I just, I don't, I don't like that feeling where people where I'm being told like, oh, I need to protect you. And, you know, you, you can only do X, Y and Z with your money unless you ask us first. And that was one of those main things that just like really struck home with me when I first started reading about blockchain technology and stuff like that. Just the sovereignty. Sovereignty is really important to me. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I, I'm with you. I don't know if it's some it's like a compulsion, bro. Like I just can't. And I'm I'm like that with other areas of my life as well, but specifically financially, like just any type of financial control that I feel like anybody else has over me makes me really, really anxious. It makes me feel like I'm in a life or death situation. So I don't I don't fucking know what's wrong with me. Yeah, the fact that, you know, just like one of the there's like a handful of examples that have, have happened to me recently. It's just like I was trying to purchase some some airline tickets the other day. And I was just going to use fiat, just some, just some USD that I had in a, in a checking account, mm -hmm. but it was a, it was a weekend. It was a Saturday, actually just this last Saturday. And I was, uh, I have a, like a thousand dollar spending limit daily on my card. And so because of that, I wasn't able to go and book airline tickets because they ended up being you know closer to like $2,000. And they're sitting here telling me that, Hey, this is your money, but you're not allowed to spend this much of it if you wanted to. And then since, you know, banks are closed on the weekends, I wasn't able to contact anybody and get my limit raised. And that's just one of those, like, it seems like such a small thing in life, but to me, it's so massive because then you're taking control away from me and being able to do the things that I want to do on a day-to-day -day basis. 
it, it because I'm bro, it's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope because mm-hmm. this time it's airline tickets. What if it was medicine? What if it was this? Like it's a very Rent. slippery slope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Rent, car note, yeah. insurance, medical bill that's on the last collection date. Like it, mm-hmm. there, there's so many ways that you can be put in a position to where you have to deploy a lot of capital and immediately that you don't have time to wait on talking to some hedge fund manager about getting your 401k withdrawn. Bro, actually for everyone out there listening, like that's, you know, that works a job, like even your 401k at your job is not hundred percent safe because I, I worked in Amazon for a little bit and I had my trainer there. She told me a story. She's like, make sure y'all boys sign up in your 401k. Because I, I've been, I was working here and two and a half years went by and I needed that money and I went to go get it and I had never really signed up for it. So, bro, your job isn't going to make it easy for you to even save your money. So do you really think they care if you need this money and it's Saturday? They don't care, bro. I know that's why they're off work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, this is why there's a five day work week. <laughs> And then once you do contact them on Monday, you're waiting five more business days to get what you need. I just think it's really broken. It's it's so broken. It's ten days in a in a crisis. You're delaying a a a crisis for ten extra days, waiting on money to be moved that is supposed to be yours, and that's just wrong. That's what I like about crypto. I like the fact that I can go in and manage my assets any time of the day, any time I need it. Because you don't know how many times I've needed some money, and I can immediately just log on and ooh. And is there? Right, I appreciate you. I appreciate the sovereignty rabbit hole to start off. That's a I very just think at the, I just think at the basis of crypto investing, like everybody always sees the massive returns, the huge volatility. They see the mm-hmm. upwards of sixty percent a day, and you know, and then also on the downside, it can go sixty percent down in a day, and. But a lot of I feel like it recently in the space, seeing it evolve from where I started to where it's at now, it, it really is very much turned into a greed game. Uh, how much money can I make in the shortest amount of time possible? And that's that's bothered me a lot recently, seeing like uh, especially like on Twitter and stuff like that. It's it's complete. It's almost like a shifting away from the the initial. Um, like the initial values that I guess it was yeah, founded yeah. upon. And I, I would agree. Having abundance is definitely important. I get that. I would I would like to see the shift back to the uh, just where it started. It's just it just seems like a big money game right now, and I think that's kind of the ma- the massive greed and just that like overwhelming feeling of trying to make as much money as a short amount as possible might be the reason that it's you know crypto is being halted right now. To be honest, and I, and honestly with especially with you putting it that way, I can't help but have noticing the same. Even with me being a newer person, I had to notice that that's almost how I was programmed to look at this. Like, this is the type of thing you need to get as much money as possible and hurry up. And I'm this, and I wasn't thinking about it like this when I first got into it when I was younger. Like, you have to, you have to stay true to those founding values because, or it's going to cause friction. Because a lot of the, like, honestly, the, the gin and Ponzi stuff is cool but because so many people are like getting ran off on rug pulled and stuff it, it it's causing a lot of legislation a lot of people in legislative bodies to pay a lot more attention a lot faster than people expected yeah it gives them that reason to step in and say hey let us protect you and uh, a lot of people see uh, 
legislation and regulation and you know the SEC and stuff getting involved is almost like a step in adoption and I, I mean I personally see it as a complete step in the opposite direction I agree because what is the point of having a new technology if we're going to bring in people that are going to try to construct and orchestrate it the same way we're using the current technology that was then there was no point in making new technology you could right. have just start another another stock exchange because it'll just be the same people in charge of it that are in charge of the current systems in play exactly and they're and there's and they're just gonna and they're just gonna mirror they this happens with every every major innovation bro if you if you look at history it, it, it gets like this it mirrors like people they just mirror it around the world and then the same people stay in control of it, it happened with petroleum it's it happened with uh plastics real estate yep real estate um cars it's you know it's it's not and it's and i feel like that's something that the average american or just average person in general is not paying attention to but at this point even the average crypto user (laughs) you feel me but hell the average i mean it's getting to the point where they're damn average crypto user is the average american in in terms of that's true that's 100 true in terms of intelligence well yeah crypto used to be something that was only for people that were like Cause I was like fourteen or fifteen when I got when I first got exposed to it. I think I was on Reddit too, and everybody I was reading from, they were just like, I was like, bro, these people are easily college level intelligent, like master's level intelligent. But now, oh, yeah, like, it's just oh, yeah. back in the day, whew, bro. People don't know who Kane is, but uh, I would argue Kane has one of the most brilliant minds in in solidity and uh coding and decentralization and building and all that stuff but no one even gives them his flowers because there wasn't that many people around back when kane was really building <laughs> yeah and, uh, and honestly the in the game is so diluted now you you wouldn't even know what these people built like the average person just hopping into it he doesn't even know who the founders of this original technology are i mean me included Shit. i won't i won't show what he built but Definitely, uh, whoa, whoa, definitely whoa. a mega, definitely a mega mind. We will, we we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Bert. We'll, you know, we'll <laughs> talk right. about that. <laughs> but man, back to so just how you were growing up. You said you you were a nerd growing up. So what do you believe? Like that was kind of out of a. Where did that interest come from? Where did the interest of learning come from? Because to be a learning. nerd, yeah, like to be a nerd, you really have to be obsessed with learning, in my opinion. Because I am one fucking big ass nerd. Where did you get the love for learning? That's tough. I don't know. It it may. (laughs) This is gonna sound. This is gonna sound negative, but it's not. It might have been like a slight indoctrination by my mom because she. um, No, bro. (laughs) That's why I asked. No, there's there's videos. She actually had me reading before before the age of one. I was able to read, and um, I don't know how she did it. I don't know if it was just constantly shoving it in my face, but it never really left me. And uh, even even to date, you know, I have no problem throwing on a podcast about particle physics and sitting and listening to it for five hours straight. I can do that with with ease. And uh, I've never been big on reading, though. I won't lie. That one kind of got away from me. Maybe it's because it's been the shift from like physical text to like online text or like podcasts have kind of like become a huge thing. It it becomes a lot easier to soak in information, uh, you know. And it's, it's more efficient too. It, it, it's more efficient for some people to hear it than where they're to look at it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely just the option, bro. I, I asked because 
I have this suspicion that everybody that's really a nerd, like it started with your mom because my mom was the same <laughs> way, bro. Yeah. I, before I w- when I was in like kindergarten, preschool, you know, going to daycare, I had these volumes of books that she bought me and she would ask me to read a, to read a page of this book. And it's like, you know, I'm like five or six and it's middle school level reading and I'm just reading this. And by the time I, I had got to grade school, I was in like the fifth grade, I was already reading at a high school level. So I just think for me, it actually did. It, I always was more of a reader than a listener. So I could read and pay attention to anything, but listening is not my thing. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, probably that. I, I, if, it, if it wasn't for her getting me in to reading and making sure that she was like completely on top of my ass throughout all of my educational levels, yeah. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't have ended up the way that I am. But I just think I just think having as much knowledge. I mean, it's a, it's such a common phrase. Everyone hears it. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the more that you can know about the inner workings of life, whether it be, you know, economic know-how, learning how to analyze macroeconomics. I haven't taken a single economics class ever at, in any college class, but I have an I have an insanely good grasp on how to do it. You know, because mm-hmm. when we have the internet at our fingertips, there's so much information that's out there for free, and you can like, acquire it. And, and like you said, it's for free, bro. It's for yeah. free. Like like I, I I was like I tell I was telling an older person the only difference between me and you is that I just have access to like 10 times 100 times more information than you did at my fingertips every day like back in the day bro it used to be work to be smart you used to have to go to the library be at the library all day read books look at this look at this look at this bro you can do this shit in 30 seconds right i can pull up the entire u.s tax code right now and read you off every single loophole in the book to reduce how much you're paying on taxes each year almost to the point where you're paying nothing completely illegal yeah and it's and it's 100 percent legal like 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 you can literally and you can in fucking 20 minutes you can figure out how to establish a network of trust to pay zero taxes yep it's all out there it's just it, what it boils down from the people that uh use it and the people that don't is just the effort to learn it and i'll always i will always have the effort to learn it that's for sure and and, and the effort to learn it for uh for the for for excuse me damn i'm stuttering today for those of y'all listening it doesn't mean that you have to be maniacal in your effort and read a, a million things a day, but bro, just even 30 minutes a day dedicated to reading about a new topic, just something new. Because if you, like you said, knowledge is power. Like you may not always know the extent of everything, but knowing something can get you in a door to learn, to really learn something and to get paid to learn something just by kn- knowing enough to, to talk to somebody. Please don't ever underestimate the power of networking with people in person based off of common knowledge, because that's the number one way you connect with people in the real world. Yeah, it could be really random, too. You can you can walk in on a conversation about something random from history and your your shoe in that door can being you read a little bit of something on that topic at one point and you just had something to say about it. <laughs> Bro, let, let one and it could be one sentence. And next thing you know, fucking y'all get to the end of the conversation and you were talking to three Harvard law professors and they are inviting you to an internship for the summer. Yep, it's there's definitely a lot of value to to learning and and being open to learn because I think the problem I, I I think what I've been noticing with people is just we have to get people open to learning. Like you can't you can't look at learning like you look at working. Like I only learn when I need to learn. No, no, learning is a state of being. Like you wake up and you're intaking information and stimulus every day. 
Learning is asking yourself, what is this stimulus and how is it applicable to my life going forward? That's what learning is, in my opinion. Yeah, so I, I agree. Think, I think uh, I think social media has a fat hand to play in the uh, the dumbing down of the learning curve. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I think honestly, I mean, cheap dopamine is is, is killing us. I mean, it's, it's killing us slowly. Oh, shit, I don't know about slowly anymore, <laughs> brother. Shit, it's it's catching up, man. It's, it's like an exponential curve. It just hasn't gone full swing yet. Yeah, yeah, but it's like each, and I was, bro, it's funny you said that, because I was telling somebody about that, like, human's growth is an exponential curve, but each each step you reach, it goes to the next step faster, so. Yeah, it might get real bad here real soon, then. We'll see. Oh, fuck yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we're on the other side of the dirt by then. At least I hope. Man, I wanted to be here for that last Bitcoin block to be mined. (laughs) (laughs) I was really, I'm really holding off on that. I might have to get cryo frozen. Oh, I want to be, to be here for that. You might have to get the Neuralink, man. If it means I'm here for the last Bitcoin mine to be blocked, that hey, ch- hey. Ch- chip me, chip me. <laughs> With fucking open arms, chip me, chip me. <laughs> Do it right now. So, so you say you first got into crypto on Reddit, and about about how old were you when you got into that? Oh God. Uh... <laughs> say, oh God. So I think 20. Oh, okay. Wow. I like that number, man. So shit. I got good luck, man. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was 2016. That's when I first came in. I I got in at like the uh like the first few months of that of that bull run mm-hmm. in uh, in 20 uh like 16, 17. And then you saw pain. Oh, I saw a lot of pain. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so much people, pain. People think that they're uh they're hurting right now. This isn't anything yet. This is nothing. I I watched Ethereum go from fourteen hundred dollars to ninety. Jesus. It's yeah. Jesus. And uh, okay, well be- before I was in before I was in crypto, I was already actively trading uh, options in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because I was always even when I was in school, this is this is while I was also in school and uh, and also working at the same time. But I was just like I was always hungry. It's like I wanted to find something to do on the side that I didn't have to go clock in and make you know make income that way. So I, I just got online one day and I was just looking for you know the typical thing that people do like how to make money passively, blah blah blah. And one of the first things I came across was like was like trading options in the stock market. So I learned that and became like a little bit of a demon at it. <clears throat> and that's how I started in markets. But uh I should have I should have known <laughs> when Ethereum was fourteen hundred dollars to take some profit, but I took I took no profit. <laughs> I, took, I took no profit and I rode oh, that entire bear market down. Oh my and god, brother. It was the most emotional pain I've ever been in, in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking rough. Fourteen hundred to ninety. Ninety dollars, yeah. That's what's gonna that that's gonna put you in a deep depression. Yeah, especially when you're you're the guy that was new to crypto and didn't know the volatility and the like I had heard of Bitcoin before. I probably heard of Bitcoin in like 2013. Like granted, I didn't buy any because I didn't understand it. But um, yeah, that that hurt. That hurt a lot. I, I don't feel anything right now. This feels like nothing to me. I've been numb. <laughs> <laughs> I said I've been numb before. Yeah, this oh is, my god, I'm not scared to go back. Well, this is fine because this time I had I knew what I was doing. I had my training was on, so I was yeah. I was. I, I mean, you might have seen it a couple times in the chat. And I said I was I was deleveraging. I was de-risking back in a. December and January. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm de-risking. <laughs> yeah, every single time I was doing it, I was letting y'all know. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my profits. I'm putting some into stables. I'm a park it, and, and I'm gonna wait for this, uh, this to unfold. 
and when it gets down to the prices that I like, I'm going to slowly release it back into the market. And that's what I've been doing. Hey, I mean, man, fuck, if it's not broke, don't fix it, man. Yeah, broke, I, just, I just didn't want to do it wrong twice. This is my, this was like my redemption arc. Uh, I okay so you got into it about about when you were 20 were you and you say you were you were trading options so you went from did you go from, directly from trading options into bitcoin um kind of through that bear market like once the market was bottoming all the way out and things were starting to recover were you trading were you getting into trading bitcoin then um i wasn't actively trading the market like in, in a form of like day trading or swing trade or anything mm, like that okay. I, I was um i was simply what I actually what I ended up doing at towards the end of it was I liquidated my uh, Meritrade count <laughs> completely, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so I dumped all the money that I had in the stock market. I pulled all the, everything I owned from the stock market as well, and uh, I I dumped it into Ethereum. I didn't even buy Bitcoin. I just dumped all of it into Ethereum, and uh, I didn't and I kind of just like rode the uh, rode the next bull. Uh, I'm sorry, rode it down while DCAing mm-hmm. also with my paychecks that I was getting. Okay, I was so, probably, so that was, was like your hedge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always just buying it. I was always just buying. I wasn't trying to do the active trade thing. I, I kept my money in options and did that because that's what I was familiar with. And uh, I didn't I didn't really know how to attack the crypto market yet as far as trading because, you know, I'm used to pre-markets, aftermarket, you know, uh, opens closes and stuff like that so like i was looking structure at, like you know alpha and theta and yeah yeah you're used to like hella structure hella indicators so i was sitting here looking at crypto and i was like well this this son of a bitch doesn't even close down bro and this thing's going up 30 percent a day the next day it's going down 45 percent. i'm just like how am i even supposed to find a way to manage this so at first i was just intimidated by it even though i felt confident in trading i didn't actively actively get into trading crypto like that until like probably about uh two years ago and that was after i had already been trading for five years in options wow wow brother um side note not distracting from your story i'm just really trying to um lock in and buy this uh, zoom pro because apparently now one-on-one meetings are limited to 40 minutes hashtag fuck these niggas but are you serious yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So that's what that's why I've been clicking and I think a little bit disassociated right now. I fucking try to get this paid for before it cuts off. <laughs> Did not even know that. Bro, I, me neither. Fuck, it just happened. So so I agree with you because I'm 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 still working on paper trading, just understanding and the market and ish, bro. It's 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 difficult. Cause I started I started like a little bit with options, but I never got heavy into it. Um so I can I definitely understand why it was intimidating. So what what led you into obviously understanding the tech, but what influenced you to really dollar cost average on Ethereum on the way down? Like what really, what is, what instilled that conviction in you? That's what I'm at. That's what I'm trying to ask. Uh, looking at Bitcoin's price action from 2010 or 2010 to 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. Not even joking. I was just like, okay, it's the same sort of idea. I'm, I'm fully aware that Ethereum is built out differently and works a whole lot different mm-hmm. than Bitcoin's blockchain does. But um, I was familiar with market history too. So I was very familiar with the dot-com bubble 
and how that emergence of the internet led to insane rallies in asset prices and insane overvaluations. So in my mind, I was like, this is this is my generation's chance to profit from the dot-com bubble. It was it was the dot-com bubble for our generation is, is how I've looked at it since I entered and uh, ended up being being right on that. And it, it uh, yeah. definitely paid the, paid the fuck off. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I agree. Do and shit. Even with you saying that, um, do you do you still think it? Do you still do you still think it is that? Do you still think it still has wonderful potential to create more sovereign citizens, give people more freedom? One hundred percent, yes. But I think that a lot a thing that a lot of people are missing when they're talking about crypto and prices and valuations and stuff like that is typically when you're looking at the tech sector, um. As technology becomes more widespread and more used and more adopted, it actually becomes cheaper, <laughs> um, not more expensive. And uh, there are some things you can do in blockchain that are beneficial to kind of combat that as far as, you know, number go up ideology. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy, it's easy to uh, implement, like, for example, deflation tokenomics, like deflationary tokenomics, for example, through burning and stuff like that, the way you don't end up with the with a supply similar to USD where it's just, you know, money printer go burr. Like right now, even if in, even Ethereum in its current state, even with EIP 1559 is still an inflationary asset. There's still more that's printed than is burnt. And uh, that's why I, I, I don't know. I, I've been conflicted on that because it, it's like a, it's two ideas that fight each other because tech always does become cheaper as it's more used, as it's more readily available for people to use. It gets cheaper. That's how it goes. And, um, so in my mind, I'm trying to figure out right now, like, is, is this something that actually can go up forever because of a deflationary tokenomics? Or is it something that is going to play out like everything else tech in the world? And, uh, oh, oh, this thing just popped up. I see, your, I see you bought it. <laughs> it just told me you bought it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just fucking clutched this shit right now, bro. bro I was like, I was, I just lost my train of thought because I was reading this prompt just popped up on my screen letting me know that you bought something. That's nice. <laughs> I was like, oh damn, the confirmation went through. Keep going. Yeah, 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 I did. So I, I think uh, I think I'm waiting on that to see how that plays out. I'm probably never gonna sell my Ethereum, to be honest. Um, it can mm-hmm. go, it can go to it back into the hundreds and it can find stability there. That's fine. Um, if you're if you're using these assets in a way that uh you use it in like the way that you're accumulating interest, sort of loaning it out the way that banks do. I mean, you can you can easily make enough a month on passive income just just by holding digital assets to never really have to sell them (laughs) and honestly and that's i I want to give you a big thank you for that because in the chat like ben ben is great and he taught me a lot but you were the best example like because you were so open about it about hey anons never ever ever think about the usd value like ben was telling us that but we weren't getting it but then for you to help and come kind of help drive home that idea and then show us the bribing oh man once you show <laughs> me the bribing and the gauging and i was just I, I was sold bro i was sold i was like yeah i'm I'm gonna do crypto until i pass away like until i draw my last breath i will be on the crypto like there's no there's no way i'm going to not because like you yeah, said it, it, it doesn't matter what asset price is bro if you're making x amount of dollars a month does it really matter no nah, it doesn't 
but unfortunately, a lot of people look at price, and that's how prices end up looking like they do right now on my trading view. <laughs> yeah, yours mine too, brother. Yeah, because you know, price makes you emotional mm-hmm. when you're when you're just looking at the income that it that it generates for you for you per month. Um, you stop caring a lot about price, but it, it I mean, there's still that's like a separation of crypto and DeFi though, and there's definitely a separation there. I agree because there's not everybody that is touching crypto is touching is touching DeFi and. DeFi, and you, then, you have to you even, have to be in then, DeFi to get the income. Yeah, and then even the people in DeFi still aren't really in DeFi. They're in like a, you know, they're in like a fucking five percent Coinbase, right? <laughs> um, farm like it's still because you know even from DeFi you go from two to three That's where th- the, the the jump from two to three is where you really really get to the get to the income where you get to the cash flow. And for those listening, like. Even if, bro, even if you don't have the same thesis as us on crypto, even if you're not as bullish on the technology as us, right? Think about it like this. People talk about real estate and how you get cash cash flow and assets. Why the fuck won't you take the same money that you would put into a house that you're still going to have to renovate, still going to have to manage, you still have to guard, you know, guard the house, regut it. You have to do so much more with this money, buying this cash flowing asset before it's going to actually generate you any cash flow. You could take that same amount of money get it put it on the internet where literally you can access it at your phone you can check on any time withdraw the funds at any time working on any time you can get the same amount of cash flow that you would be getting from that real estate property if not more with less risk hell and less capital up front exactly less capital up front actually making you more cash flow and and bert honestly if, if, if you don't mind can you break that down for the people? Because you know, Senator, you know, Senator. Oh, bribe-based income? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Please, please, please. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned Senator. Um, <laughs> that's uh, no, but that really is like that's that's the that's the best play or like the best way I've always found to describe it is um, when you when there's a certain asset class in 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 digital assets that um when you own them they open you up to what's called bribes and. Uh, the idea is if you look at yourself as a congressperson and you have a Fortune 500, uh, Fortune 500 company and they're kind of tapping you on the shoulder, right? Because there's some legislation coming across your desk. And if you vote a certain way, it benefits that company. So in order to get you, the congressperson, to vote in their favor, they're going to bribe you. They're going to give you whether that well, – in this case, it is monetary. It is financial. They, they bribe you with money. But in, you know, in the real world, it could, be, it, could be, it could be something else. But in this situation, they're they're in, giving in, you money. In crypto, it's with money. It's always with yeah, money. yeah. So this is this is in money. They uh, they pay you what's referred to as a bribe, outright, and that's just what we call it. To vote on a snapshot or a snapshot or whatever their gauge is in their favor, and in turn, what the protocol is getting is cheaper liquidity in the form of. Uh, I use Curve Finance, slight show, uh, getting <laughs> getting, em- getting emissions from the the Curve Finance ecosystem. On oh, my bags, so, yeah. So I mean, so what ends up happening is what the protocol is getting is the a dollar while they're getting a dollar in value while paying the people that are voting about sixty to eighty cents per vote. 
So their profit margin is that 20 cents, but if they get it on a grand scale, that profit margin is huge and they're getting liquidity and capital to deploy into their ecosystem and their protocol for cheap. And the people that are holding the digital asset that allows you to vote and take in bribes from the protocols, you're getting cash flow income on a, on a bi-weekly basis the same way you would any other paycheck. And uh, that's and then you're also getting APRs on top of the on top of the bribes that you're receiving, and you can you can turn the entire system into a whole flywheel, and that's that's a, a whole longer conversation. But um, you would you would have a hard time convincing me that there is a better current cash flow system in place in 2022 than than bribe based voting income. To be honest. I don't honestly. I I don't think there is. When once you if you measure it out like you would do any other investment, um, as far as risk management, um, amount of effort and put um put in both physical and mental, everything like, there's there's no there's no better way to make money, and it's the only way that you should be trying to make money because right. and I've I've realized that like there's bro chasing tomb forts is not gonna get you rich, bro. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> It doesn't get you rich, but what's going to help you get wealthy and stay wealthy is understanding bribe-based income because the whole, with everybody being so greedy nowadays, people think like, what the fuck do you think you do with a hundred million dollars in the real world? I, I I don't mean to be condescending or insulting, uh, uh, but like, bro, a hundred million, a hundred. Yeah. Like, let's say a let's say hundred million in the real world. Like At what, that number, I would I would have some diversification. Oh, oh, of course, of course. But I'm I'm saying I, like with that money in the world, as let's just say you have that without crypto, with that money comes influence. With no way around it. One thing I've been like as I've been studying like how the system works, you can't really escape politics. And the more money you have, the more influence you have, in a sense relative to where you are on the pecking order in your local environment mm -hmm. like you know like everybody lives in a small town and everybody knows that one big guy who owns like half the town and he does what he wants in that town and he does and his kids do what they want because of that yeah. those are those are the, those are the type of people that are that are going to be open to using this type of stuff guys so if you're not using it before these people use it and dilute the hell out of it bro it's just gonna bro, it's gonna be stock market all over again yeah, it'll probably end up returning about what dividend growth does to you. Yeah. Like 8 to 10% a year, which, by the way, is dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking, yeah, bro. Like, we, yeah, bribe shit on that. Like, shit on that. And and, and that was just my bad, bro. That was kind of long during out. That, that was the point I was trying to make is that you have to, to, to be wealthy. I'm learning to be wealthy or to actually get to wealth. You have to act, act as if you are already wealthy. If I had $100 million, like you said, I would be diversifying. What is the ultimate way to diversify your portfolio? Investing in people. Because people are going to be having the ideas that are going to be forming into companies that are going to be making you money as an investor. And the I'm crunching, ultimate, Well, what were we going to say? I'm crunching the numbers right now. About $100 mm -hmm. million into the Curve and Convex ecosystem on a monthly basis would yield you uh, about 10 to $12 million a month. Jesus, bro, do you, do you get it, y'all? Do you get it? Ten percent a year <laughs> on dividends, nigga, in a month. You out earning the stock market in a month on curve and convex, bro. And yeah, this is, right, right now. And this, and and that's including using Votium, correct? So where your votes are are automatically delegated. 
yeah, it's the epitome of lazy. So, because <laughs> you, you you can manually, yeah, you can you can manually go in and uh and vote for whatever gauge you want, and you'll receive your your bribes in the form of like a more concentrated coin. So, like, let's say you put a hundred percent of your votes manually into Terra, mm-hmm. then you would only then you would only be getting paid out in UST, which is fine if you're like super bullish on Terra and their ecosystem and UST as a as an algo stable, which is, which is not proving to be great right now. But <laughs> um, ironic. But or yeah, or you can or you can do the Vodium route and it does it completely automatic for you. And their mechanism, their coding is actually designed to whatever they pay you out in. It could be a, it could be a plethora of different coins. You can end up getting like eight, like eight different ones. But the total USD value of those eights will be the highest possible for that two week voting period. Mm. So yeah, and I think that's just where like like this type of income is definitely the least. Um, oh, what's the word? Exciting. <laughs> Least exciting and also least effort. Yeah, you can. Uh, the only other argument you would make is dividend growth. And uh, yeah, real real estate. You, it takes. And I'm I'm not shitting on real estate. I understand there's a that's a ton of money to be made in that market. I get it 100. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot more work. There's a lot more capital needed. There's a lot more talking to there's, three or four there's a different lot, people There's a involved. longer process, bro. It's a hell of a lot longer process than going uh, simple swap. <laughs> Then go yeah. on simple swap BTC to ETH to, to MetaMask and, and bro, it's, it's a lot simpler. It's a lot more work than clicking buttons. Like dog, yeah. if if you got if you're listening to this and you have like five figures, not financial advice, of course, because you know we're not regulated by the SEC. I can't. I'm not a financial advisor, but bro, bro, there's what's stopping you? What like what's stopping you? Because if I re, if I remember you correctly, you said 10k. Um, on in the in the curve convex ecosystem is like twelve hundred a month, is like a yes. thousand to twelve hundred a month. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you're somebody that's already an in, in investor and you're looking for a way to diversify your portfolio, this is this is this is an asset class where will your where where you will thrive. Um, you and can if even, you're really already if you're like already pretty like well established, where yeah. let's say you don't even need that twelve hundred a month, if you compound that twelve hundred back into the ecosystem. Then you're playing with twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars the next month, and then the next month you're playing with more, and you're just going to be making more each month. And let's say you eventually get up to the point where you're making, or I'm sorry, where you have about six figures, just let's let's just say a hundred k in the ecosystem. Then yeah, you can start saying, okay, now I I'm cool with this number that I have invested, and then you can really start turning that ten to twelve thousand a month that you're making straight into fiat currency straight back into your bank account yeah, or into other hard assets that was that was my whole point is that you can use you can take this money if you're already an established investor and like you said steamroll it all all you all the way to the top mm-hmm. and it's minimal effort it's not it's not hurting you it's not it's not costing you anything nope. like but a few button clicks and some articles and honestly uh like this is People won't believe you, but people won't might not believe us. But the average person can grasp this. You you can grasp this concept, guys. You you can do this. You can make this money this easily. I promise you, you can. All the the, the hardest part would just be getting to ten, getting to five figures. But hell, telling yourself you got to get you got to make ten thousand dollars is a hell of a lot easier than trying to set a goal of hundred k if you're trying to be a real estate investor. So for those of y'all that are still looking to start out, you still have the potential to grow your portfolio to do the other real life things you want to do using cryptocurrency. You can still use it as a stepping stone to get to where you really want to go without being greedy. Yeah, I mean, curve and convex essentially are how I afford my house. <laughs> <laughs> not even, not even joking. That's that's how I pay for 
a lot of my life right now. Yeah, but and that's the beauty of it is that is that you're not you're not spending any of the original Ethereum that you spent hour you know your long hard worked hours for you you're not you're not spending any of that you're mm-hmm. making money on t- you're making money on it then making money on it and then you're spending that right. so those degrees of separation are what keep you a sovereign citizen mm-hmm. those exactly. de- those degrees of separation are what keep you free and that's what wealthy people do that's what i want the average that's what that's what i want the average person to understand is that wealthy people have degrees of separation between them and their assets and that's why they never go broke because it's impossible to go broke when you have three fail safes. I mean, yeah, essentially. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't run a whole like I'm not like a bunch of people in the chat where I'm running like ten or fifteen different yielding mm-hmm. strategies at the same time. I, I, uh, I'll play the, I'll play some of the more high risk stuff that's yielding a lot more uh, APR or just like yeah. pumping out, pumping out more income than than Curve or Convex would. But, but the profits from those always 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 find themselves back into something that's safe something that i've been doing for well over a year mm-hmm. and something that is that is proving trustworthy but it, the sad thing is a lot of people won't they won't try to grasp it they won't look into it until there's some you know sign off by bank of america yeah <laughs> or you feel me or jp morgan or jp and, morgan like until jp morgan says that, oh hey we're doing this and then and, and you that, can come get it from us and then everybody's gonna be like oh my god y'all this is so cool and it's right. too late it's too late at that point it will be too late because you always want to front run the institutions if possible and uh right now i mean jp morgan does have its own blockchain most people don't know that mm-hmm. <laughs> but it um J- jp morgan have their own blockchain uh, Bank of America actually has sent out letters to their high-profile cl- uh, clients about Curve Finance. I don't know if you know that or not. Mm. But, um, so they were, but they were um, doing it on the basis of, hey, this would be a higher yield earning savings account. Which, if you actually look at the Curve Finance white paper, that's what it's in the first paragraph. That's what yeah, it's yeah, supposed to th- that's exactly what it is, and that's why I'm so bullish on it. Because fuck, like this is because, like you said, institutions are telling their clients about this, bro. The Warren Buffets of the world are going to be, oh my god. I promise you there's probably some billionaires that already have money in curve. Oh, oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because when, when you see that you can get even, I think just on stables, which I'm, I'm going to assume most people that are listening might know what stable coins are, but stable coins are just pri- are assets that are pegged to the price of a dollar. So they're always a dollar, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So when people that are worth eight, nine figures are looking at their Bank of America savings account that's yielding 0.01% to 0.05% a year. And then you look at Curve Finance, which is like, hey, we can give you a little bit more upwards of like, you know, two to 5% a year. Um, the choice becomes pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. And and then, and this is, de- and that's just depositing on Curve. That's not even playing the ecosystem. If that's you not doing the- anything else. That's, that is literally, that's just- literally just depositing. So yeah. somebody, bro, that's, and, and like you said, these are people with nine figures. So 2% on nine figures, they're like, oh yeah, man, that's perfect. That's perfect for me. Oh yeah. I just need enough to cover, you feel me on my vacations for the year. That That's all they care about. But that, that should be your goal as a person. Your goal shouldn't be to get um, an infinite amount of money. Your goal should be to make enough money to where you can invest it and pay for your lifestyle without ever having to spend that money. And you're still constantly adding to that stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never had the desire to um, ever be a billionaire or anything like that. Uh, that always, always, always comes with unwanted um, recognition. And that's just never going to be me. I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, 
<laughs> out driving some ridiculous Lamborghini and the government knows how much money I have saved yeah. up because the, then they're just always on your shoulders and it just doesn't seem like a like a happy way to live life. It, it, like, it doesn't seem peaceful. No, not at all. And I value I value peace and I value my privacy a lot. So this this is the way that's that's proving to um, that actually work, work best for what I want in life personally. I agree. Like, and I, I noticed that as well because like um, I've always been a dreamer, um, like a real big nerd like you. So and then growing up social media age, it's just everything I realized, like everything that was pushed on me as a kid was fame related wealth. And then when I when I got exposed to crypto in the ways that I did through you guys, I saw that, hey, like this is you really don't have to be famous to be wealthy. Like I don't have to be a YouTuber or or do this or do that. I can. But I that doesn't mean I, I can't help people publicly, but I don't have to be 100 percent famous. I don't have to be on Forbes list to be a sovereign to have the wealth for my family mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't no, have to I'm, do that yeah i just like i just like doing my thing this 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 works well for me i'm able to pay for everything that i want in life right now and more sh- strictly off of playing bribes and i'm, I'm cool with that <laughs> yep Shit. hey man that's all but and, and that's all that matters and that's why that was, actually brings me to my next question so now that you're kind of you're 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 definitely where 99 percent of people wish they were in life in terms of stability where how have you been adapting mentally to living now that you have actually bought your freedom like now that you've had your thanos moment and and, you know looked at your wallets and (laughs) seen all the all the curve infinity stone (laughs) Um, how how are you living in the end game you know i i'm having to find stuff to do (laughs) (laughs) and and that probably sounds like the most dickhead answer possible (laughs) but i i didn't believe it i've uh, i can't think of exactly how to word it it's like it's kind of like almost like a popular phrase and it's just like by the time that you can afford to be retired it's like you don't want to be and uh there's a lot of hours in a day (laughs) yeah dog (laughs) bro like like we've moved and stuff recently and i haven't i don't have a job and it's just like bro not having anything to do all day is kind of like yo what the fuck like i need to do something bro like right so but the the and also the worst part about it is is i probably wouldn't i probably wouldn't have this answer if i didn't my my like my success came during the pandemic like a big part of it because that's Mm. when that's that's when Ethereum, you know, made us yeah, run up to yeah. up to five thousand, and you know, all of the all my alts that I had been accumulating over the years and stuff like that. Those also had massive run ups, and I was able to take profit on all of those positions and stuff like that. And then, you know, I I quit my nine to five, and I, I realized I was making enough passively, rather through actively trading the market or you know just curve and stuff like that. And I quit. I quit my nine to five. And then they locked the entire world down. <laughs> yeah, and then you were like, what so, fuck? so yeah. So it was like, okay, I, I, you know, I, I did it. Like I grinded my ass off. I had conviction to the highest degree. I didn't, I didn't take profit <laughs> on anything until it was like the perfect time to, and I set myself up amazing. And then I had nothing available in the world to do. So, <laughs> so I, I moved to an, I moved to an undisclosed location. And uh, for the most part, I've just been like, I've just been, kind of like throughout the day um, I, I wake up every single morning at, at the crack of dawn and I go run and that's all that's always really important for me it starts my day out right 
And uh, Monday through Friday, I'm at least doing all my normal pre-market an like analytics on the stock market and seeing what's going on with that. Because I, I still do like to lock in positions. My first mm -hmm. and my first and foremost love will always be trading. It'll always be trading. I've been doing it for seven years and I don't plan on stopping. So if I can find a position that I'm liking for something in crypto, then I'll pay attention to that. But besides that, dude, I usually just kind of like end up taking off and going to the beach and just like eating. That's, all, that's, that's like all i've been doing recently because there's like nowhere to go but i i did just book a two-month trip to uh saint martin so i'll be there for two months starting okay. starting in june yeah yeah now that the world's back open I, I think you can really like get your travel art like going hardcore so I yeah that was go. always the plan that yeah. was always what i wanted to do and i had yeah. to wait two years to do it exactly right like fucking like bro that just goes to show, folks, no matter how, how much you think you're winning, man, life is always going to delay that gratification. God, man. <laughs> always, man. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not even joking, bro. I, I, don't, I don't even think there was two months in between me quitting my nine-to-five job working in microbiology <laughs> and COVID. <laughs> and it's it like, oh, my God. It's like, it's like a fucking taste of, of the sweetest cake you ever had in your life, and then you just fuck <laughs> Yeah, it was like the house. It was like that. It was like those memes where they had the cake and you cut it open. It was like beans, fucking <laughs> 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 broccoli on the inside of the cake. Bro, that's what it felt like. Because <laughs> then I just ended up sitting on my ass for two years. Now, granted, I got really good at trading, but yeah, 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 yeah. I like I like mastered my my craft in trading. That's like the best thing that probably came out of those the years of COVID, just sitting inside, but. Yeah, things things are opening up, so I'm excited to see what's what what I'll be able to kind of like incorporate into my life now moving forward. It's definitely going to be a lot more traveling, uh, going home, seeing seeing the parents a lot more, stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's but that that that's peaceful that you have that that you have that privilege and the opportunity to to do that to go back and forth into into fuck it and to just fucking be bored with life, man. I mean. I feel like the art of doing nothing is, is, is a very lost art, but it's a lost art because everybody is so locked into these characters we have to play to navigate this social system, this social class system. Like, but the art of doing nothing is, is a blissful art. I mean, it's an art, you know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to test you, but it's, it's, it, I imagine it's very surreal to just have that privilege. Like you're waking up, especially, you know, you've been to school, man, you've got a master's degree in micro, like you've been, bro, you've, you've achieved very some heights and so i know it's probably like a shock to your system not having that norm that what seems normal amount of stress but man i imagine it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see the contrast it's different i'm still getting used to it yeah i mean it's definitely cool to hear about it bro it because it, it, it always it, it gives me some it gives me something to look forward to it tells me like yeah like that time's coming man like don't, don't really rush it and it also helps me appreciate now because it's like, well, fuck, if I'm going to be bored once I get super rich, I mean, I might as well just take it one day at a time and just enjoy what I have now. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it's definitely one of those, I, I don't want to call it bittersweet because there's really nothing that bitter about it. But it, it does have, it has its pluses and minuses. It definitely has, it definitely has minuses. I'll say I that. I mean, yeah, everything's a double-edged sword, dog. So yeah, life in itself is. And, I, and anything and in, in nothing that touches it will ever be to escape it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, it's a it's a scary thing to do. It's a it's a everyone thinks it's like super easy to mm -hmm. you know ditch security 
to take the risk of having complete freedom. But uh, no, it's it's a it's a gut it's a gut wrenching step to make. It really is. Because I, I believe there's I forget the quote, but there was always always this one powerful like excerpt from a story or, or story, and, and it sticks with me. It's like, if you knew the true cost of your freedom, would you still pay for it? And Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I forgive me for for forgetting who quoted it, but it's like if you knew the true cost of your freedom, would you pay for it? And the and the, but the and you know the fucked up part about it is when you consider it from a philosophy standpoint, the average person, bro, they wouldn't pay it if the true cost of your freedom was was like living a life completely different than you've ever lived, living in a place completely different from every when from whenever you've ever lived, having to deal with unyielding boredom sometimes. But having all the power in the world, most people would be like, nah, man, fuck, I'll stay where I'm at. There is a certain level to peace and security. Yeah. If I mean it what what is what is probably self-perceived to be security. Exactly. And and that's why I think it's an interesting concept. And that's why I wanted to ask you because I find it an interesting concept. Because, you know, as humans, we've adapted ourselves to build a world where if we accumulate X and uh, uh, you know, a damn near infinite amount of resources. Personally, like, you know, you have so much money that you really have to work really hard to spend it all, and in one lifetime, like you'd have to try. But we, like you said, we tell ourselves this, and this is our security. That's our security in life. But it's like, fuck, bro, a tornado can still hit tomorrow, and all this shit's gone. Like, or you know, like, like you can still die tomorrow. <laughs> hey, it takes one solar flare to wipe out the internet, and there goes crypto. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying? Like, there goes everything. You know what I'm saying? Fuck crypto, everything. Fuck everything. And and I think that's that's the scariness of it. It's like that's the paradox of human survival. It's like, bro, no matter how hard, no matter how smart you are, no matter how how well you adapt yourself to your natural environment, you are still at the mercy of it every day you wake up, man. Every day you wake up, you're lucky. And that's and that and and I wanted to ask you that to illustrate that to our listeners. It, to illustrate the evidence of that paradox for y'all that aren't that aren't familiar I'm, I'm gonna look at the exact google definition of a paradox i'm also gonna bro phrase it but okay so a paradox is a seemingly disturbed absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true so if you look li- when you're listening to this like bert said do not get invested into this field for the money or for the wealth or for the or or no get into it for the tech for the sovereignty for the freedom because that'll always be the foremost like important thing to me yes always yes like get into it for for what it's for yeah money is so irrelevant in comparison to to that fact like if you want to break out of the paradox that is living in a monetary system you have to stop thinking about money like you just have to stop thinking about it think about understanding that these are assets assets not because they're not just because they're monetary assets but because they're life assets they're going to improve your quality of life so get involved to this really because you want to do into it you're interested in the technology and if you're not interested read about it and get interested because if you read about long enough ultimate freedom is going to interest you if you're if you're alive and you have a beating heart and you're a human being I mean, it should. <laughs> it the should. technology aspect of it is so fucking interesting to me. 
I love so it. interesting, bro. Like, <laughs> like the way when you told me that you could basically have a closed loop LAN internet system, but that can also inter interact with another closed loop LAN internet system, and all of it is saved between all the LAN networks, and none of them were ever physically connected. I was like, yo, it's pretty fucking tight. Like, so think about. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see where it goes, man. It's oh yeah, man. <laughs> like like the implementations and just everybody. A lot of people have this thesis of like it'll be like a traditional fi uh, finance front end with the with a blockchain back end. And honestly, mm. if that is end game, so be it. <laughs> if it. that is if that is end game, then so be it. As long as this technology takes place of the back end of how the, the current system is in play. Mm -hmm. I, I I can fuck with that. You feel me? That's that's the closest we we're gonna get to Utopia, in in my opinion. So fuck it, I'll fuck with. It. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there needs to be a change. There needs to be some fucking transparency in the monetary system. Because right now there's there's goddamn zero. And, yeah, uh, none at all, bro. Yeah, imagine imagine if you had a publicly available U.S. Federal Reserve wallet address, right? Come on, come on now, <laughs> come on now, come on, pass. See, see, yeah, see, and then and then there's no questions to how your tax dollars mm -hmm. are being spent. You can go in, you can go and see every single transaction that the Federal Reserve is doing. And mm -hmm. a lot of and a lot of people probably in power would argue that that's a dangerous sentiment to let the general public have complete mm -hmm. access and visual to what they're doing. Come but on, then it Senator. goes back. But then it goes back to the thing that they tell us when they when they're talking about taxes. Well, if if you're not doing anything wrong, you have nothing to hide. Right. Mm. So come on, Senator. So I don't see why the same. The same ideology can't be said right back to the mm. Federal Reserve. I want to know how my tax dollars are being spent because I don't trust you. So if I have a public ledger showing all of your transactions, guess what? Then I can trust you. Then the American public oh, and the American public can trust you. Then then America can be an actual global superpower because we will be forced to be America, responsibly righteous. Yeah. And then you'll be held accountable because everyone will know your bullshit. Exactly, fucking. We're, we're, we're you, you and y'all know who we're talking to. I ain't gonna name drop you feel me because I ain't I ain't trying to fuck with them boys. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas still gotta live <laughs> to see the end. But uh, come on now, come on now, past. <laughs> so I mean, m money's irrelevant. The profits are relevant. It's been nice. I'm incredibly grateful, but still gotta uh, live. You still gotta live, bro. Yeah, I, saw, I still gotta live. So I gotta make the money, and I'm very very happy with where i'm at i'm thankful every single fucking day and even but, but outside the money you still have to wake up and be a person and put your pants on every day you still got to wake up and go walk every day you have to wake up and go you got to go wait in line like everybody else oh yeah you like, yeah, you like I, bro i am i i you you wouldn't know anything about me you wouldn't think any like anything special if you saw me <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh i know bro bro you're super down or if i can already tell i'm like bro this dude probably wears fucking levi blue jeans <laughs> i love i love bro <laughs> Nah, I'm always just in some vans and some fucking like board shorts. Talking real. Hey, vans needs to sponsor me, dog. I love vans. I I've bought like four pair in the last six months. That's four only, pairs. That's like the only shoe I wear. Bro, four pairs of shoes under two hundred dollars. Nigga, yeah. you can't beat that. You can't beat that shit, bro. I don't want to wear some shit that I'm worried about getting dirty. It just come on, miserable. come on, bro. It seems like slavery. <laughs> like, fuck. And and then they're still, bro. They're so drippy. There's you can you. Oh my god. They Look, go with everything. They go advance sponsors, please. If you're listening, sponsors, please. I, I would KYC for advanced sponsorship. Please, did you hear that? Vans, please. <laughs> I'd KYC please. for that one. He's a multi-millionaire, Vans. Please help us. <laughs> <laughs>
wow, Bert. But I honestly, I was gonna ask you, did you have anything to leave to the viewers? But I think I think you covered it. <laughs> I think you covered it. No, nah, you hit the you no, know, you hit the nail with um the tech. Do not get into crypto for money because you will lose all of it. No, yeah. bro, because I coming from bro, if you if you don't want to hear it from the from from the guy that's already made it, hear it from the from the young nigga that's still trying to make it. I lost everything trying to focus on the money, bro. I lost everything. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting it back up. I need, and now that I've been focusing on the tech and good and good protocols, guess what? I, I still have my crypto. Yeah. And uh for the current state of global markets, a lot of people are looking at incredibly good uh price levels to start, you know, utilizing just like 10-15% of that paycheck every every two weeks. Just buy it and forget it. And and that can even go even if stocks are your game. I, I don't personally touch them, but the U.S. Really? 100. If you want to focus on the on the on the dividend growth stocks and the, and the uh, tech sector, technology is an exponential curve too. Technology, bro. Tech, it tech, tech. Is, is it is an exponential curve. The further along we get, it, the the more rapid the it increase. It advances. It advance and the and the less investment opportunities you will have because the yep. the technological advancements will start being all military more. class level they will all more, start all more and more and they'll be faster and faster yep. coming and you won't be able to keep up and yeah right now literally all markets are providing amazing opportunities for people to start getting money into it and really doing something that your future self in about five to ten years will be very grateful that you did um i know a lot of people back home that are constantly mm -hmm. complaining about you know the system and stuff but you know it, it's this it's like I don't want to throw shots at people or anybody listening, but you don't, if, if you are still putting like 10 to 15% towards like a dispensary and that's like all the extra money that you have, it's <laughs> not a good thing. That, and, and as somebody bro, that is an everyday smoker, bro, he's not, he's, he's telling you the truth. If you were to quit, as we talked about on the first podcast episode with Hugo Shaw, if you were to quit smoking for 30 days, you would be amazed at the money you would have left in your bank account. Guys, like, like we not, bro. Everybody's goal is not to be a millionaire. That's what not. That's what not what Grande Gang about. It's about living your life, Grande. Like he said, doing something that you, you're five to ten yourself in five to ten years will thank you for. Mm -hmm. Bro, imagine if for people listening out there, you got kids, man. Bro, just having five to having just savings, man, just for your kids. You could send your kids to college. You could buy them a car. Just having the money to do the little extras and that make life living every day easier. That's what we. That's where I want you guys focus on. I don't want y'all focused on trying to be millionaires and billionaires. I want you focus on getting just enough of the little extras to make life bearable. Because that's what life is all about. And I'm saying that as someone that's also an avid smoker. I'm smoking. Right yeah, now. yeah, oh, yeah. You feel me? Yeah, bro, bro. <laughs> but, um, I, I've been high this entire time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm smoking right now. But I just know a lot of people back home. A lot of people that I care a lot about. So like, I'm like, I have been trying to like reach out to them as of recent because i'm looking at the current state of the market and i'm just like yo like like this is the time to really set up your future self but i know a lot of them would rather if you have if you have the extra money to still go afford the fucking dispensary trip then uh, hell I mean, by all means i'm not shitting on smoking i smoke all day mm -hmm. but if if that 10 to 15 percent is like always what you have left after you're paying for necessities you know like food rent water electricity and stuff like that and then that, that last 10 to 15 percent you have of a paycheck is going to like a dispensary or a club or something like that it's like i, I just feel like now could really be that time to like just lock the fuck in mentally and purchase assets right now over like the next probably like year 
year span mm-hmm. and then just and then just hold on to him for like another two to three years and people would be absolutely floored at how quickly a couple uh monthly candles on a chart can really change their life they, they really can and and they would be they would be amazed and i've i've i saw enough of it to really believe in it like like just like and guys you feel me as an avid smoker and as somebody that damn near refuses to stop smoking bro <laughs> he like you said that five to ten percent bro if it's, you got ten percent left after your paycheck fuck it and you still got to smoke split it you don't got to cut if you if you can't go cold turkey I, something is always better than nothing bro that's if true if it's 25 fucking dollars you buy if it's yeah, 30 true. bro start small because eventually you gonna start thinking about that 40 dollars you pull out the atm at the dispensary every day like damn this could be some more crypto it's a it's a mindset change and if a mindset shift you want to do everything different you want your whole life to look different and, then, small. and then the irony of it is if you're someone like us that just enjoys smoking at, at the end of it, once you've already made this small sacrifice now, like at this, in this point in the market and the like global market cycle, yes. making this small sacrifice now, dude, I can walk into any dispensary and walk out with ounces and not even think twice. Bro, like, <laughs> bro, for and if you feel me somewhere like Cali where it's, it's super decrim, bro, you get peas. You just have peas yeah. still in the crib. Like, bro, if you, bro, if you, if you save now, you'll have it later. That's what crypto is all about, baby. You'll have... You'll have and like more of it. You'll have yeah, like three or five X <laughs> more of it. <laughs> like bare minimum. Like if you just bought Ethereum in the last year, you made crazy gains. You sold it if you sold it at the top. If you yeah. just bought Bitcoin in the last year, you make crazy gains if you sold it at the top. You don't you don't gotta be a fucking giga millionaire, bro. Fuck no, not at all. Make six figures off this shit. Make six figures off this shit and, 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 and pay your mama house off. Do something like that. That's funny you said that. That's that's the first thing I did when I got that airdrop from Bro. That's that's the first thing I'm gonna do. (laughs) From you know who that airdrop. Yeah, yeah. redacted. That was a crazy day. That was yeah, that's off the record. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was a real crazy day. But yeah, bro, like that's what we want to that at least I know for a fact that's what I want y'all to do. I can't speak for Bert, but I'm pretty sure he's on the same page. That's what I want y'all to do, man. That's what I'm leaving y'all with today. Please, please, please. We've been talking about it for five minutes now, but please, please, please just do something, bro. Please. I don't care if it's five dollars, bro. Please, 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 five dollars a week, bro. Five dollars a week for a year. And you hold it for three years. Please, just please do it. Please. Don't do it for me. Do it for you. Please. Please, please, please. Uh, it's it's crazy. It really is. It sounds so simple. And I thought that, that, might, that might be something that gatekeeps people as well. It sounds so incredibly simple just to buy when the market is way down here where it's at right now and wait. And wait. Like, it just, it sounds but, too good to be true. <laughs> but that's all there really is to it. And if, and bro, and the thing about it is you can always go deeper in, guys. Like, if you set a good foundation of, of DCA and you can always figure out how to farm that you can always figure out how to trade you can always go somewhere deeper but never ever forget your 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 dca your dollar dca stands for dollar cost average guys sorry never forget your dollar cost average account never forget that account where you just buy a little crypto here buy a little crypto there buy a little crypto here buy a little crypto there if if you're it's, it's okay if you're still on exchanges everybody's not into DeFi just yet but if you are an exchange i do advise you to take the crypto you buy on a, on an exchange and send it to a private wallet I love Exodus for mobile. Uh, shameless plug, Exodus. You feel free to sponsor us. Got most assets up there, especially Ethereum derived. Like, but just do do a little something, guys. I believe in y'all. I know Bert does too. Yeah, bro. This this is this is probably the one 
part of society that it doesn't give a fuck what you look like. It doesn't care who you like to have sex with. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't care what your name is. No judgment. It, it's, if you want in, this market will let you in. There's nothing gatekeeping anybody out of this one. So Yet. Yet. Yeah, that's true. Yet. So that's the key to, word. That's actually, yeah, that's very true. That's the key. Because, bro, it's, if, you feel know I me? Mean? One thing about the U.S. government, that motherfucker sniff out some money. <laughs> that motherfucker sniff out some money. Yeah. Mm. So, please, guys, listen to this. Take it with heart. But, honestly, Bert, that's all I had left. That's all I got left, man. It was a great conversation. Great interview, bro. Really do appreciate you coming on. And um, spitting a lot of the more cerebral game. Not just so much talking about specific plays, but the mindset and living and adjusting with being at all levels of the game. Because you beat the game. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're at the end game now. You're in the credits. You're at the fucking the post credits now. You beat the game. You beat the system. You won. And people need to hear a winner's testimony so that they know what winning really looks like. Because winning isn't always as glamorous as, as people make it out to be. I mean, yeah. Like I said. Like I said earlier, there there are pluses and minuses to this shit, one hundred percent. I'm still and, trying to figure out. I'm try, still trying to figure out the minuses. I feel like it's going to get better with time. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel. I feel like. I feel like it's just an adjustment. Like, and the minuses are only. There's only as many as minuses as you as you want to have. You still have the control to reduce them, mm-hmm. and that you still have the sovereignty. And but and that's and that's what's important. As long as you, I'll as never, long as you I'll can never let go of that fucking sovereignty. I promise you that. <laughs> hey, sell me all the sovereignty you want. <laughs> I'll buy all your sovereignty right now for $150 and then you can fuck off. <laughs> you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But man, did you have did you have anything else to add to that, Bert? Nah, man. Just if you're listening, don't overcomplicate it because it's not. Gangin. All right, man. We'll catch y'all next time. Episode three of the crypto mini series. We're gonna try and get at least two to three more of these on. I got a few more guests I want to get on, break down some more important crypto topics. Love y'all, man. Motherfucking live grande, nigga.